So hello everybody and welcome to another session of our Transportation Insight. My name is Thomas Sorbo, co-founder of Seneta, and I'm very excited to be here today together with Philippe Schilbert, president for the Supply Chain Solution Division in UPS. Philip, can you please do a short introduction of yourself? Hello, Thomas. How are you? I, uh, I am Philippe Gilbert. I've been uh, based in Atlanta for the past uh, 15 months and in the industry of supply chain since 31 years. As you can notice by my little accent, I'm a French national residing in the US for quite some time. Welcome, everybody, on the call. Excellent. Uh, thank you so much. So the, the topic for today is, um, is uh, global supply chains and uh, we're going to talk about post-COVID-19. And with the background you have with you know, more than 30 years of experience in the industry, uh, what are some of the you know, anticipated new supply chain trends, changes uh, of practice that you see coming out of this crisis, Philip? Thank you, Thomas. Yes, um, definitely a lot of uh, changes coming up uh, with uh, the pandemic. Um, I, would, I would voice the first one for me is uh, definitely uh, safety of our employees, the vendors and the customers that we are delivering uh, packages to. So this is a main priority and I would say would remain. Then there is the liquidity and cash management who are becoming top priorities for the companies that uh, look for opportunities to within order to cash, procure to pay, inventory uh, management processes. So we see these as being major levers. Then in the supply chain strategies, we need also to prioritize both supply chain efficiency and continuity. So that's uh, uh, very much what we, uh, we are looking at. Business uh, that we are we have been talking to quite a lot of customers, and they are looking at I would say uh, um, holding more of the inventory rather than operating just in time to shift to much more like a just in case strategy, and uh, that's something that uh, uh, we are seeing on the logistic side of our businesses. We see also an increased need for transparency and visibility ahead of uh, disruptions uh, uh, with, uh, I would say, the nodes further upstream in the supply chain. So we see that uh, customers have, have seen during this uh, crisis uh, difficulties with finding raw material or uh, providing the raw material for their uh, factories. And that is something that they are trying to find, get more visibility towards that. They also, the near-shoring the uh, relocalization of production uh, versus what we were seeing in the past is something that we have seen, I would say, even before COVID, but accelerated uh, via, uh, I would say, the, uh, the um, uh, platforms that we see, uh, for example, China to uh, uh, Southeast Asia, uh, Turkey also becoming uh, bigger in the things uh, that uh, customers are talking to us, and of course, Mexico. Um, but global supply chain risks are becoming apparent now and uh, over-reliance on low-cost countries sourcing and single source sourcing uh, model, uh, I think, are, are becoming a little bit uh, antiquated. So we see changes there uh, that are coming quite, quite fast. We, we are also uh, looking and, uh, and customers are asking us a lot about automation 
and talent management to uh, stabilize productivity and operating more digitally. So uh, these are, uh, I would say, uh, uh, the elements that we are seeing quite strongly. The, um, the productivity has been damaged quite a lot via the, uh, I would say, state-enforced social restriction. So we see also this shift with the uh, remote worker or workers uh, uh, who have been working from home, uh, allowing more organizations to be more agile and productive via, I would say, uh, uh, remote work that, that we have seen before. So that's the answer to, to your question. I hope that was not too long, Thomas. No, no it's, it's, it's excellent. Would you also say that there's, there's also a, sort of a preparation uh, towards if there would be a second phase coming? as well um i would say yes uh, f so preparation when you say that these um, the states are also uh, trying to anticipate a second wave and we see a lot of ppe uh, uh, coming and movement of that but i'm sure you are not trying to address that i think you're addressing more the fact of uh, uh, the remote workers uh, i've been working for quite some times in certain areas three months two months from home and when, when they can uh, work remote, I would say there is a good possibility that we will see that continuing in the future. And that's mm. something that uh, uh, I would say we in UPS are looking at uh, how we can uh, make sure that productivity continue increasing, but at the same time that safety of our employees are there. So yes, definitely yeah. something that we see coming. Excellent. And then all, even though you know we see that you know demand is returning, it will probably be in a you know, different type of demand. How do you anticipate consumer demands post-crisis and how will supply chains needs to, uh, need to adjust to this, uh, if at all? Yes, so um, we see that demand is uh, returning and we, we see it uh, across all the world and uh, Asia has been the first one to, to see it very much coming uh, strongly. So demand will return, but slowly, and not everywhere at the, at the same time uh, that we have had before. And uh, I would say it depends a lot on the lockdown lifts. So uh, the difference in region, countries in the world, but also state in the US, uh, the level of opening plans will uh, uh, reflect on the demand. Um, the uh, GDP anticipated in those countries, and, and you can see today, uh, I would say reflects quite a lot what the anticipation are on the demand. We see definitely, and especially in a UPS small parcel, a shift from B2B to B2C, or what I mm. call B2E, which is everybody, that will continue very much. Uh, Pre-COVID, we did develop a lot of access points, pickup points, and reverse uh, activities. This will continue and very strongly continue. I think that the uh, uh, the people who were not buying so much on internet are going to continue buying on internet forced by COVID. And after COVID, I think that this will continue and will increase. So the increase of focus on regional, on sorry, residential delivery uh, is going to, uh, to um, for us, continue. We are, when we have seen um, a stage where we are uh, like in peak season, the only thing is that the peak is not three or four or five days, it has been weeks. So it's quite uh, an interesting uh, uh, increase of volumes. Uh, and this also will see 
the, the, the residential delivery considerations such as DC bypass models that we are envisioning. But right now, we see also that uh, consumption are mostly on basic products mm. and limited value added and the storage uh, to wait and see for retailers for automotive are uh, existing and, and that's something that uh, we see also on the logistic side. Excellent, excellent. When it comes to technology, um, how has uh, your focus on, on this been uh, with, uh, within UPS and how do you, you know, navigate in this crisis and, and how do you see that the industry can leverage all the available data out of, uh, out of you know, when it comes to staying ahead um, if another crisis hits us? And you are right to ask this question. I think that um, even without a crisis in it, I think there is a lot of customers who are talking, and they were uh, pre-COVID talking a lot, about, a lot about it. I think that the, the uh, COVID pandemic has accelerated a lot of this uh, usage and visibility of data, uh, either to anticipate or avoid blockage by leveraging AI or machine learning to extract critical insights. And I would say the insights to be able to be actionable. So they, that's, that's where I see more of the, 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 the usage and visibility of data uh, to inform the supply chain and to be able to make sure that you make the appropriate decision. So predictive analytics have been built uh, more inside UPS. And I know that a lot of customers are looking at that uh, with the data aggregation to be able to develop, uh, I would say, um, uh, capabilities to avoid or uncover risk and therefore being able to, uh, to uh, uh, with algorithm model, to be able to give predictive and prescriptive uh, views on the supply chain. Uh, the, another element that I think is quite interesting is the hybrid human robotic workforce model that we see uh, a greater capacity to develop and an adoption also from our customers. Uh, both because of, I would say, the, the social distancing within warehouses. So the human robotic can be, of course, uh, uh, what we have done in a lower level, which is uh, RPA development to be able to use our workforce and uh, not to be able to have our workforce doing repetitive work. But also we see more and more robotics automation within the warehouses to be able to be uh, uh, allied with the human forces. So those are also elements interesting to, to see on, on, uh, on this angle. And uh, also uh, transactional processes driven by data analytics. I think that uh, digital will come more and more. Um, in UPS SCS, we have developed uh, a digital platform to be able to access more of SMB customers and to be able to make sure, small and medium sized customers to make sure that we are delivering also services to them. So uh, for me, clearly, uh, technology, uh, technology adoption is going to uh, further drive productivity and of course, supply chain. That's what uh, we see and we, we recommend our customers to continue pursuing. Excellent. Yeah, we have also, you know, before the crisis, there's been, you know, a lot of talks in the industry about digitization, how you can optimize, how you can drive change. Is that something that you believe will slow down or that you will see that 
you know, companies pull back on those investments or do you think they, you know, will continue and invest in a lot of these topics that you just mentioned? I will uh, give you a reflection on UPS. So uh, we are looking at CapExes and how we are investing across the planet. And definitely, uh, I would say we are being very uh, cautious on where we are putting our dollars. Uh, clearly, uh, digital is not a place where we are going to slow down, but we are going to accelerate in uh, investing. And I, say, I would say within UPS SCS is something that we have talked about, how can we accelerate more digitalization? Our customer base, on the same token, are looking at us to be able to provide them more with the visibility, with uh, total traceability. So I think they are also looking for, our, for, for partners like us, like mm. you, to be able to deliver more of these capabilities. The B2C element is also going to generate more of this digital play. And we see that this is going to continue. Excellent. I, I'm I'm of the same opinion, and I think you know there's so many, um, so many things going on at the moment, and also with the push over these months, where we have seen that it is it is actually possible to do business in a different way. So mm -hmm. I'd say that there's an there's an uh, there's a super exciting future I, I'd say ahead of us, uh, in in front of us. So I I say I'm really looking forward to that. But I'd say also now, unfortunately. Uh, our time is up. Uh, any final comments that you'd like to put out there before we uh, before we say goodbye? No, thank you so much for having me uh, on this uh, call and video. I appreciate a lot your time and um, thank you for the listener for being there. Thanks a lot, Philip, and uh, for spending time with us and then sharing your perspective. And um, goodbye to uh, to everybody and thanks for uh, for listening in.